to Certified Sports Girl Podcast. I'm Avery. And I'm Andrew. Shot clock down to 12. Love guarded by Fields. Gets a screen. Pulls up for three. All right. So first up, we're going to start out by looking at the rankings of ACC basketball as of recently. So right now, Virginia is staying at the top, and they're currently 13-3. and um, Following them is Miami, and then after them is Pittsburgh, and then it goes Clemson. Um, and then state. So it, there's definitely still a lot of tying um, in the rankings, I feel like. There's still a lot of back and forth. I feel like that could happen eventually. Um, topping off the conference, Virginia at 13-3, and then Miami being 13-4, but um, still having the same amount of wins as Virginia. And Pittsburgh very close by in third place at 12-4. and I mean, the top of the ACC is really competitive. And then as you go down, if you could continue going down, there's a lot of six losses, seven loss, eight loss team. Carolina's eight and eight. Boston College seven and ten, and then you get down to the bottom of the pack where the really bad ACC teams are. And we're pretty close to it. Yeah, UNC's we're, pretty we're close to those really teams. Close. Louisville, Louisville, and Notre Dame both at two and fourteen at the bottom of the ACC. Gosh, it's it's really sad down there. Yeah, um, definitely going to be interesting to see which ACC teams are going to be capable of even making the tournament at this point, in my opinion. I, I think f- right now, Virginia, Miami, Pitt, State, and Duke are probably the, the tournament teams right now. Yeah, I agree with that, which is definitely so, not made fully a shift, but there are some new ones in there, I feel yeah, like. Five, five or six teams will probably make it, and right now, Carolina isn't one of them. So. Yep, <laughs> right now we are not. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting when we go into the ACC uh, tournament play um, to see what happens there. I mean, I don't know who would win the ACC personally. Yeah. If, I feel like it's so up in the air. Yeah, I feel like Carolina's last hope is yeah. to do well in the ACC tournament and actually win all the rest of the games we have left. So. Def- yeah, that's definitely UNC's last hope to even make it into the tournament at this point. Definitely on the bubble. Everyone's talking about it, how overhyped we were and Everything like that, so... The biggest fall in history. Yeah, literally. We were went AP from number one to... 69, even, I think they said today. We were ranked 69th nationally. Not even making the tournament. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but to start off with a bummer of a game, we're going to start off with the Duke game, which we did lose. Um, sad day in Chapel Hill. Yeah, definitely. Very sad day in Chapel Hill. Um, this game was very back and forth. I feel like it was just... It could have gone either way at the end. We were we were tied very close to the end, but it's just we can't close out games. Yeah, we we don't have that ability to we don't have that drive or that um, ability to just go in there and finish out the games. I feel like they just kind of give up. Yeah, it doesn't help when you're shooting thirty four percent from the field either. Yeah, not at all. Even I mean, even Duke wasn't shooting good, but still, if we were able to get our shooting up, I feel like we definitely could have came away with the win on that one. One one stat I see here is. Uh, free throws, where Duke attempted 15 free throws, but UNC, who goes to the line the most in the ACC, only went to the line three times, which is actually really interesting. It is very interesting, and <laughs> kind of raises some questions. It's it definitely has to do with like the home arena, but still. yeah, for sure, and the Cameron crazies. But I, I hate this. This game made me realize how much I hate Duke. Like, really, because um, for those of you who don't know, their student section had this whole, like, cheat sheet of 
like dirt you could say on like UNC players and like bring up things about their personal life and things like that and I just think that's where it reaches a little too far like we have never done that for a Duke player and like some of the things well, on that, I don't know if that's true well but. okay but the extent to what it was it, every single player they had some dirt on them and we're using it against them during the game yeah that did spark a whole like controversy with Caleb Love and RJ where they had to like go on Instagram and say they were okay and stuff. Yeah, it was I feel like that's a lot of tea going around. Yeah, a lot of drama, a lot of interesting things going on. You don't know what's really going on cuz you don't want to assume anything, but at the same time, mm, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um on to the next game. It is UNC versus Wake Forest. Another loss. Another loss. <laughs> UNC and Wake Forest, um, that was, that was, they were up by a lot at halftime, and it got better towards the end, it it was, it got a lot closer, but still, it was just, it was just another bad game, really, I guess, I wish UNC had played like they do when they're down 20, that, that would be awesome if they did that all the time. Exactly, um, yeah, definitely a bummer of a game once again, um, it was at Wake, though, so I feel like their home crowd definitely did help them get, gain that momentum. Our shooting wasn't horrible this game. It was still not on the good side, though. Well, definitely garbage time helped out some yeah. of the shooting. And we also we also had a lot. We didn't, were not careful with the ball. We had 12 turnovers, which it reminds me of the state game today. Yep, but it very much does remind me of a state game. Wake Forest's largest lead was up. Well, they were up 26, so... This game wasn't Ooh. very. This game wasn't very close. Like the score is a lot closer than the game actually was. Wake Forest only won by seven, but the whole game pretty much we were just fighting coming back. Um, the next game that we're gonna talk about is versus Clemson, which our was, one win, our one win yeah, in the past two weeks. That was a that was a great game. You it was it was. I mean. I watched this game and I thought that maybe, maybe we finally had a chance. There was some hope. I saw some hope for a minute, but clearly it did not result in improvement. I feel like we 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 shot a lot of shots and we made a lot of shots, which was crazy. We shot forty five percent from three, which is astonishingly better than like anything we shoot now. Today versus NC State, um, we shot much worse at. 31%. 31%. So 45% compared to 31%. We took 33s in the Clemson 33-3s in the Clemson game. So I feel like we almost couldn't miss a shot. Yeah, and this was also after the game where all that drama was going on and I feel yeah. like it was a big thing for Caleb and RJ. They had to kind of prove everyone wrong and prove that like everything was okay with them or whatever. Um and so I feel like that definitely helped. I feel like there was a lot of fuel in this game, but they just lost their fuel when it came to the other games, which is makes it it's just it's it's confusing. It's confusing. Yeah. So in this game, we only had seven turnovers and we won ninety one seventy one. Like we had the scrubs going in and everything. It was it was a great it was a great game to watch, honestly. But one thing that I like, if we can just shoot the ball well and limit our turnovers, then. We can win by 20 against a good Clemson team. Exactly. So. If we just, it's those turnovers that always get to us. And, you know, this whole one day you're on with shooting, one day you're off. I know everyone has off days, but you've got to get a little more consistent with the shooting, I feel like. Yeah, we have we have two of the best shooters of all time in Hubert Davis. And, ugh, gosh, we should be shooting a lot better than we do. We're very inconsistent shooting the ball. Yeah, and talking about inconsistency, uh, <laughs> we're going moving on to the Miami game where Miami – 
one eighty to seventy two. We shot sixteen percent from, from the, the three point the three line. Point. So we go from shooting forty five percent from the three to sixteen percent from the three, which is crazy. And this was just from Saturday to Monday. That's only a day difference. Yeah, and what, what a day difference that makes. It's same just, same arena, same pretty much same everything, just. Shooting the ball much, much worse. Much, much worse. 31 shots were taken and five were made. Yeah. Three-point line. We didn't play good at all in this game, and it was honestly surprising to see that we were, like, only down one and a half. And yeah. That we were even close in the game in general. It just feels like down the stretch we can never step on the accelerator and, like, once we get, a six, like, say, a six-point lead or, like, even a three-point lead, in, which is the largest lead in the Miami game, we can never go to the next step and put the game away. Yeah. I feel like that's one difference this team. You know, people always talk about how UNC has always been a second-half school. We always dominate in the second half or come out and try to do our best in the second half. But this year, that's what they're lacking. Second half is where they fall, and they don't push forward any momentum at all. Yeah, they they just go down and lose it in the end, which is – it's really sad because I would have loved to see, like, a little more fight in this team and yeah. being able to – just win a couple more games. <laughs> if we would have just won a couple more games, we would we would be in a completely different, completely different season. Yeah, I feel like in that Clemson game, we did have a little bit of that fight and that motive to push through and kind of make a win, come out a good win, twenty point win. But then when it came to that Miami game, it just wasn't there. It just disappeared in a day. So it's 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 something about the dynamic and it's something about shooting that we really, really, really need to work on. Yeah, so next up were the, was the game today versus NC State at NC State. And this one was just, it was hard to watch, honestly. Especially close to the end when we were, like, tied. It was a very close game at the end. And I turned off just, the game with a minute 30 left. I turned they, it off. <laughs> when they did that alley-oop to go up, I think it was 10. Gosh, with, like, a minute left, all my friends left the room. It was, yeah. Ugh. It we, was, it was we, just so disappointing. It was, ugh. We had we had thirteen turnovers this game, which I feel like NC State had so many more turnovers, but maybe they were just airballing the ball, like airballing their shots, and they don't count as turnovers. But it was just it was like a very back and forth game, and it was it was very sloppily played. Yeah, on both I think on both sides it was very sloppily sloppily played. Um, definitely a hard game to watch, like you said. I mean, it was just. We we shot we shot thirty five point five field goal, which is really low compared to state's forty five, which is where where the loss comes from. Exactly. Twenty making twenty two out of sixty two, and we we particularly didn't shoot well from three either. But state shot it even worse. Yeah. So. Um, I had some hope in the beginning there when uh, Armando kind of stopped DJ Burns for a second. I was like, okay, maybe we can come yeah, away with this very, win. The very one of the very first plays of the yeah, game. Yeah, I got I got real excited there, but then you know, it got into the second half, and like I said, that difference between this team and other years, we just can't pull through in that second half. Um, but it, I mean, I know it's definitely hard playing at PNC Arena. They claimed it was sold out. I saw a lot of empty seats, but that may just be me. Um, it was really loud on the TV. It was. It was very loud. Of course, State always shows out when they play Carolina because I guess they have nothing better to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but I heard there was some pretty crazy stuff being said by the student section, so I feel like that's definitely interesting. Yeah. I, another thing I thought interesting was one technical foul on Caleb Love mm. for um, the flopping, I guess, 
when he was shooting a three, and there was obviously contact. And then I guess Caleb got um, a technical for talking to the ref about his own safety when shooting a three that he also made. Yeah. So I I thought that was um crap. There was I, also yeah. there was also one time when they were hanging on the rim and he had an offensive um offensive goaltending cuz he affected the ball when it was in like the hoop and then but he was hanging on the rim while doing it and Hebert Davis was really mad about that one and I didn't really like it either. But we can't blame the rest for this loss. I mean, it's definitely on the team in general. Yeah, I uh, just I I don't understand the lack of rotation off the bench. That's that's my thing right now. Is why why aren't we trying to get in Dontrez and Jalen Washington, Tyler Nichols, all of them? Why aren't we putting them in? I mean, I feel like if we had a lot more rotation, it would definitely help our shooting percentage to have just different people go in there and shoot the ball and hopefully make it. And I feel like that's the one thing that's hurting us is there's little rotation off the bench. I think I, I I actually disagree with you on this. I oh think gosh. that I think that if I think that they would if they played good in practice and if they were actually good players that could shoot the ball well, then they would be in the game. I don't I don't think that it's I think Hebert's playing the best five he has on the on the court. I did like seeing Puff Johnson get uh, more minutes today. I felt like he had to, he just always dives on the floor and he he always gives it his all. So that is that is one good thing to see. Like he's always diving for loose balls, no matter what. Yeah, he's he's definitely got the hustle in him. He has that fire that we need. So hopefully we can see him play a little more. One more thing I have to say about the refing situation is, good teams beat bad refs. Yeah. So, I think that's I think that's it. <laughs> that's that's all we got to say on that one. Um, but moving on from our basketball team, finally, um, women's basketball. They were on a hot streak. A little spot of light and a lot of darkness. Not really recently. Yeah, they did. They didn't <laughs> lose, but they're 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 gonna come back against Wake Forest. They're yeah. Um, we had a loss versus Louisville. Deja comes out with thirteen points, and Paulina Paris comes out with twelve. Um, we did take the loss for Syracuse. Syracuse, but Deja Kelly comes out with thirty-two points. Incredible. Yes. Incredible performance by Deja. Um, and then Kenny Todd Williams follows her up with fourteen. Um. We finally got a win and got out of the loss. We only had two losses, but for some reason, everyone was just losing at once. Mm -hmm. So I feel like all of the athletics were just kind of like going down. Um, But we take the win away against Boston College. Kayla McPherson, a freshman that has been injured since her, I believe she got injured her senior year of high school. And she's finally making her way back onto the court and is finally getting back into the rotation. And she puts up 22 points. This is exactly what the team needed right now, and I think this is definitely good to see her out there on the court. Um, we've been waiting for her to come back because she's been injured for a very long time. So super excited to see her getting back on her feet and being able to put up some points. Um, and Kenny Todd Williams comes away with 16 to follow up Kayla. Yep. All right, moving on to men's lacrosse. They have, I think the season just started, right? Yeah, This. Yeah. the season just started last week. Uh, okay, so they... They won against Johns Hopkins eleven to seven, and they won over Mercer, very by a lot twenty five to three. So it's good to see some Carolina sports winning. We're always we've always been a lacrosse school. We've yeah, always been a lacrosse school. Women's and men's. Women's and men's lacrosse are both dominating. Um, so speaking of for women's lacrosse, they took the win over Liberty eighteen to six, and they also have a win over James Madison fourteen to nine. Um, they are actually the number one team in the country right now, women's lacrosse is, so super excited to see what they can do. 
Hopefully they can make it to a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they can, but yeah. Hopefully our, they don't. They live up to their number one ranking. Hopefully they do. Really hope so. <laughs> um, and tennis. We I don't think we've ever talked about tennis, but our woman, our women's tennis team won fourth straight national championship for indoor tennis. Wow, that's that's a four dynasty. Four Pete. Four Pete. That's awesome. This is what people sometimes forget. We may not dominate every sport, but. We dominate a good bit of sports. We, we dominate a lot of sports. <laughs> um, so, huge shout out to our women's tennis team. They continue to work hard, put forth that effort, and, I mean, they, they get what they deserve. Fourth straight national championship. Let's go. Very impressive. Um, women's softball won win over Elon 9-5. to And there we go. Other sports were, were dominating again. Yeah, it's just this, basketball and football that are really disappointing. This win over Elon was super last minute. It was 5-4 um, in the last inning, I believe, and we came off with a uh, walk-off and scored four runs to take away the win. It was right at the end. It was a great game. Definitely super cool to watch our women's softball team get some recognition for that. Um, so, yeah. Moving on, UNC Baseball wins two games against Seton Hall and drops lost. one. Lost. No, we we won two games and we lost one game. We won today. We no, won we yesterday. We lost today. We won 2-4 today. We did? Yes. Oh. And then we lost we won yesterday by a lot. And then the day the first day is the day first the day we lost. My bad guys. But, Why um, did I swore we lost? UNC baseball starts off <laughs> two and one, wins the series against Seton Hall. Um, nothing much more to say about that. But two and one, we'll we'll continue being a baseball school ranked number eleven, and hopefully we can make a run in the NCAA college world NCAA college world series later this year. Yeah, definitely good to see them. They were they won the first day, but they were able to come back and win the past two days. I went to the game on Saturday. Super good energy out there. Um, definitely could see a lot of potential. It's good to see the diamond heels from our dorm. Diamond heels, watch it straight from our dorm. It's right there. You can you can see the game going on when you as soon as you walk outside. Speaking of, I want to go hunt for baseballs. Is what I want to do because <laughs> they hit a home run today. I want to go find that ball. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> um, next up. Uh, as we had talked about in a previous episode, Joe Segula retired as the women's volleyball head coach, and the formal assistant coach, Mike Shaw, has now been hired in place of Joe Segula. This is a great hire. He's already in the program. He's done really well. Him and Joe Segula actually look very alike. They look like brothers. Really? Um, yes. And so definitely a great hire for that. The girls already know him. They all love him. They're all super excited to push forth on a new season with them. So definitely can see some hope for the volleyball team as well as they head into spring play. Yeah. Um, next up, we're going to talk about a former five-star commit to UNC who's gotten in a little drama at his current school. Yeah, Gigi Jackson. He um, decided to go live the other day after one of South Carolina's games and was sharing against, his... I think it was against Vanderbilt? Yes, it was against Vanderbilt. They got blown out, and he was sharing his frustrations about the coaching staff and the team and how he wasn't playing. and Getting a little bench minutes. And... Yeah, and things like that. So definitely interesting to see that as he chose to go there. <laughs> he chose to reclass. And... I think that was his – I think his main goal in doing that was to be the star, um, but clearly not working out for him because he's I mean, not a star. Would you rather have him or Pete Nance? I would go with him. 
Gigi Jackson or Pete Nance? Yeah. Oh, Gigi Jackson, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. No offense to Pete Nance, but well, in hindsight. <laughs> um, but yeah, that drama was definitely interesting. I think from a UNC fan's point of view, because it's kind of like a "haha, told you so" kind of moment. Yeah, um, our, our only ever decommit. Exactly, and so. He definitely stirred the pie. He came out and apologized to his teammates and such, but he's still sitting on that bench. Yeah. So. I wish him the best of luck if he gets drafted. Best of luck. Best of luck. Speaking of another NBA moves, um, one of my favorite players got traded from the Suns to the Nets. Cameron Johnson was involved in a blockbuster trade between the Suns and the Nets to get, I think, Kevin Durant switched around. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of different players moved, but... Cam Johnson is now going to be a baller at the Nets. Isn't Theo at, still at the Nets, too? No, he's the, not? Theo's on the, the Mavericks. Oh, okay. But now my Cam Johnson Suns jersey is oh, worthless. Yeah. You can't wear that Cam Johnson <laughs> Suns jersey anymore. Um, but Cam had a he had a crazy little play the other day. He got put on ESPN, I know that. Um, it was a little, he like... sneaky athleticism, Cam. Yeah, it was, it was a little athleticism, sneakiness, went around, a little spin around. Definitely a good play. Um, super excited for him to see recognition because he's a great player. He truly is a great player. My favorite. Oh, we know Andrew. He is <laughs> your favorite. Um, so over the next um, next couple of weeks, on Wednesday, February twenty second, I think that's next Wednesday. We this, yes, this, this Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. We play against Notre Dame, and then this Saturday we have Virginia in Chapel Hill, and then we go to Florida State, and then we have Duke. To end out the season, we have Duke at home on March 4th. So really, realistically, we need to win all four of these games to even have a, a hope of the NCAA tournament. And considering that there's the number seven team on on the schedule. <laughs> it's definitely scary looking we, at that, that. That game is definitely a must win. We also we can't drop Notre Dame or Florida State. Obviously. Because those teams are both quad four teams. They're both yeah. terrible. So realistically, we should, both, we should win both of those. And then we have... We have Duke, which is going to be a really tough game on March 4th, but hopefully we can get him back. You know, I really hope that we can. I really do. For- even even after all this, we and this is just to even possibly get in the NCAA tournament, well, I would probably say we still need to win at least until the semifinals in the ACC tournament to be able to get in the tournament, yeah. which... I don't, I don't know if we could put so six, six or seven solid games together. And we we don't. We have, haven't been able to do that all season, so we don't have COVID to save us this time. Because yeah, the last yeah, so. time we didn't make the tournament, we weren't supposed to make the tournament. COVID saved us, but oh, it's just you know everyone's gonna talk about this for years. Yep, the fall from grace. The fall from grace, but you know. We're we'll a, get them next year. We're a women's field hockey. And we are women's, women's field hockey, lacrosse, baseball. Who cares about the big sports, right? Yeah, no Who cares? One no, cares. One, no, no one cares, one cares about college no basketball. No one cares about the college basketball. I mean, that's just crazy. But a funny thing I want to bring up, so I think it's hilarious. Did you see this, Andrew? Mm-mm, I have not seen this. <laughs> NC State has a banner in their gym for making it to the second round of the NCAA tournament in 2006. That is hilarious. At least we aren't them. Yeah. <laughs> at least that isn't... At least we don't have banners for second round. Yeah, <laughs> at least we have banners for national championships and Final Four appearances. So, I mean, it's just an off year, I feel like. It really sinks that the the first year of our freshman year, that it's going to be the one year in, like, the past 20 years where we haven't 
gone to the national. I mean, to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, when I was coming here, my parents were like, "Oh, you get to go like when football and, and basketball are at their best and go contending for a national championship in basketball." And that just didn't happen. And definitely, it's definitely sad for us. But I feel like it could also make future wins more exciting. Yes, future years, twenty twenty four. We have something to look forward to. Um, Some good players coming in. Yeah. Um. What else was I gonna say? Oh. I was going to say that we might even be lucky to get into the NIT. So, I If we get into the NIT, I don't even know if I can watch it. I think it might break my heart too much to watch that. Yeah, I think it's probably just better not to be in anything. Yeah, I it's definitely a sad season, but, you know. So I want to talk about who do you think is going to leave after this season? I really think that there should be a lot of different people that leave. Especially Justin McCoy. Yeah, I... He, he just brings no value to the team at all. I feel... Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I I just can't figure out who's going to declare and who's not. I think Armando... Armando has had a good, decent enough year. He probably will go play overseas or he'll get... He'll, someone will take a chance on him, probably. Yeah. An NBA team. So or G League. E- yeah, so either he, I bet he goes overseas or goes to the G League. Caleb Love, I, <laughs> God knows if he'll get, he'll probably not get drafted, but he's probably he's probably gone after this year too. He does he he has another year of eligibility, right? Yes, he does. So does Armando, I believe. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I love Caleb, but like, I'm gonna be real scared if he stays another year. Yeah, I think I think RJ Davis will be here next year. Oh yeah, for sure. Demarco will be here next year. I I think Dontrez is gonna transfer. I think Dontrez probably should go to ECU and start for the next two years, and instead of not even seeing any minutes here, I mean it's not it's not really hell. He's not really helping us at all. So exactly. Um, I think I think we should go into the next year in the transfer portal. We should just go into the Mountain West or the MAC or some 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 low-level conference that's not Power 5 and just take the highest percentage shooter. <laughs> just get whoever, like get a get a good shooter, take a chance on them. Take a chance at just take a chance on some shooters cuz we cannot shoot the ball to save our lives. Yeah, and I mean, especially I, I mean, I know Caleb isn't our best shooter, but he's one of our shooters. So, if he does end up leaving, then we definitely will need someone to replace him. Um our only other shooters are DeMarco, Tyler Nickel will definitely I think come out to be a good shooter. Yeah. But it's definitely gonna be the biscuit boys may need to step their game up, <laughs> work on their shooting, yeah. then get some more minutes. Nah, I I just don't even know. I think the starting lineup next year should probably be Jalen Washington will probably start, Puff Johnson will probably start, R.J. Davis will start, and then the next two positions are kind of really just up in the air. Leaky, it's his last year, right? Yeah, Leaky cannot play any more college basketball. That's going to be a sad one to lose. Yeah, Leaky is a good player. I feel like I'm, I'm excited, though. I feel like Seth Trimble is going to take over that defense dynasty. So I feel like that's going to be cool to see him watch do that. <sighs> Maybe if he can develop a three-point shot. Yeah, if he can actually shoot the ball. But um, definitely need some work on offseason. <laughs> definitely would like to see some hard work being put in. Um, and it's football. Yeah. And who knows about football? Football. (laughs) Carolina sports are terrible. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we're kind of going on. Hey, but women's field hockey won a national championship. <laughs> Aaron Matson, let's go. Yep, Aaron Matson, new head coach. They they gonna run it back, run it back, run it back. Um, I'm I'm excited for football though. Honestly, I try not to get my hopes up, but I feel like we have some key transfers coming in that are gonna help us. We have a nice Australian punter who I've heard a lot about. He can, I've heard he can boot it really far, and he does some awesome celebrations. So that's cool. <laughs> and um, the one, I think it was a Cincinnati kicker. He hasn't missed a field goal in his career, uh, and he transferred to us. And we need that because you know, missing a lot of field goals last year. <laughs> yeah, we did miss some. We did miss some important field goals. Um, but I think that's it. Um, yeah. so we will be back next week, hopefully with some better. Something, Games. some better news. Maybe, uh, maybe a win. Hopefully, one versus Notre Dame mm. to start out with. I, I really, really hope so.